Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's proper for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction, rights of faith. Thank you. Praise God. So then faith comes by him. And hearing by the word of God. This is everlasting, uncompromising, indestructible, unmovable, eternal word of God. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Deacon. Appreciate that. I just had a thought just left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was back in Florida. Yeah. You're back. Come on home. Come on home. All right. The word for the year is is not just happy new year but yeah 2023 is the year of servanthood 2023 now we just we're coming out of 2022 and that was the what the year of power of vision accomplishment all right and we, yeah, we witnessed some vision being accomplished this year. Ooh, start the year right off, didn't it? Ooh. What? But now this is the year of servanthood. And we need to get understanding about servanthood and find out exactly what it is in the, uh, in the word of God, how to do it, and what to expect when we do it. Okay? Uh, Judges chapter 10, verses 1 to 2. And it reads, and after Abimelech there arose to defend Israel, Tola, the son of Pooh, and the son of Dodo, son of Pooh and Dodo. Yo, Dodo, all right. A man of uh, Iskar, and he dwelt in Shemar in Mount Ephraim. And he judged Israel 20 and three years, and he died and was buried in Shemar. So here we're looking at, we're seeing Tola, Tola served as a judge of Israel for 23 years. And we are now entering to 2023. And this is when the Lord quickened my heart back in October when I was on our fast, seeking God for the word for our ministry, that this is the year for servanthood. And we need to understand exactly what is servanthood and what to expect and how to do it and, and what to expect from God. Now, let me give you a little uh, quick uh, background of Tola, okay? Uh, Tola was from the tribe of Eskar. Eskar was one of the 12 tribes of Israel, and he ruled for 23 years. Tola seemed to have been raised to the position of judge by God. He did what was asked of him by God to rule in God's wisdom and peace for the people of Israel. And so there was no need to record anything about the events of Tola's life. Wow. That's a bad brother. You know, I mean, we, you know, we, other P 
people in the Bible, we see that serve God, but we we hear about their life, you know, they fornicating, killing folks and all that. But Tola, there's no records of him, all right? Now, it says that he was the son of Pooh and the son of Dodo, all right? Now, it's like, it was, it was, it was Pooh and Dodo, were they husband and wife or whatever? Well, that's why you, you have to study the word. Uh, Pooh was the second midwife. Pooh, she was a Canaanite. And the word Pooh means last or little girl. You got to be careful when you be calling your sons and daughters Pooh and stuff. Little girl, all right? So he was the son of Pooh, which that was his mother. But he was also the son of Dodo. All right. Uh, Shiprar is in the Hebrew word, and Pooh were two midwives who briefly prevented a genocide of children by the Egyptians. According to Exodus 1, 15, 21, according to the Exodus narrative, they were commanded by the king of Egypt or Pharaoh to kill all male Hebrew babies, but they refused to do so. When challenged by the Pharaoh, they told him that Hebrew women labor was short-lived. They didn't have long labors because they were lively or vigorous. Therefore, the babies have been born and protected before the midwives arrived. God dealt well with the midwives and made them houses. A member of the tribe of Eskar and the grandfather of Tola, so Dodo was, you see there in, in King James, it says he was a son. In our, in our actually, it should be translated, he was the grandson of Dodo. So Dodo was his grandfather and Pooh was his mother, okay? A member of the tribe of Eskar and the grandfather Tola, one of the judges of Israel, uh, a Hepharite, the father Eleazar, one of the three chief leaders of David fighting men. Uh, the biblical Elahan, Hebrew name, was the son of Dodo, coming from 2 Samuel, 1 Criminal, 1 Criminal, 1 Chronicle. <laughs> and he was a member of King David Elise fighter known as the 30. So we see here Tola was the uh, son of Pooh, and he was the grandson of uh, Dodo. But it says here in Judges that God raised him up to a position, a position for what? To serve God. And so by him doing that, there was, there was no records written about him, anything in his life, because he served God. Now, let's go to Romans 10. Because in this teaching, I want to teach on about the servanthood anointing. Because once we get an understanding of this by faith and release our faith in this area, this is anointing. We know the anointing remove burdens and destroy yokes. So this servanthood anointing can remove burdens and to destroy yokes, where we can get to the point 
where nothing is being written about us. Or not anything is being said about us because we, we have made a decision to serve God. All right. Now here in Romans 10 verses 11 and 12, it says, for the scripture said, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, but there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich, underline the word rich, unto all that call upon him or serve him. So it says here, but there is no difference between Jew and Greek for the same Lord over all. When we see Lord, we're talking about a lordship, or now we're talking about servanthood, okay? It says the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Okay, now let me give you a definition of the word rich in the Greek. Uh, it's coming from, this is coming from Strong's, uh, G4147 uh, is the Greek word paluto, all right? And it means to be rich, to have abundance of outward possessions, uh, to be richly supplied is affluent in resources so that he can give blessings of salvation to all. Now, we, we have heard many teachings on prosperity, blessing, rich, and all that, and we know the main purpose of reason why God blesses us so that we may be a blessing. It's not just for us to hoard up and just to see how much I have, how much I got, but God blesses, we serve God, so that he blesses us, we give unto God, so he blesses us, so that we can be a blessing. But now here in this servanthood, it says that he will give, uh, he is the Lord of all, the Lord of all is rich, all right? So God will bless us richly with outward things, with affluent resources, and he can give blessings of salvation, that we can be able to give blessings of salvation to all. Now go to Romans 10 and 15. Now it says, and how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, underline that word peace, and bring glad tidings of good things. Okay? So he says, how shall they preach except they be sent? So they have the ones who are called to preach need to have individuals to send them and the individuals that they need to send uh, to preach are the ones who are beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace. Now, what is peace in the Greek? The word peace in the Greek is the uh, Greek word irene. Irene, and it means peace between individuals. It also means harmony, concord, security, safety, prosperity, and felicity. Okay, that's the Greek word for peace, Irene. All right, so to preach the gospel of prosperity. Prosperity, right? Because, you know, you hear so many people say, you know, that people, they preach 
the prosperity gospel. Well, we just see it right there. It is a prosperity gospel. The gospel of peace, irony. And one of the meanings of peace in the Greek is prosperity. Okay? So it is a gospel of prosperity gospel. All right? That when you serve God, God God's going to bless you. All right? Hey, so I, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm a prosperity preacher. You want me to be a poverty preacher? All right. I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a pope or a Catholic or, because they take a vow of poverty and that's what they preach. They preach poverty. Okay. But I preach a gospel of peace. All right. Because I'm sent. My feet are beautiful. And I preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. And if we remember over in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the gospel to the poor. Okay, the gospel is the glad tidings, good thing. What's a good thing? What's a good thing, glad tidings, you could tell a poor person? You ain't got to be poor no more. And not only you, see, now this is where we got to get into servanthood. Yet yeah, we've been preaching, okay, the things of God, but we have not been manifesting the things we've been preaching because we have not been serving. See, when we get the manifestation, see, we can go to the poor person and say, you don't have to be poor no more, but now I'm going to manifest the gospel of peace. I'm going to give you a $500 check. So a lot of us, we preaching it, but we can't bring the manifestation with it because we ain't been serving. Okay, watch this. Ooh, Jesus. All right. Psalms 35 and 27. Let them shout for joy. Shout for joy. And be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continue. Let the Lord be magnified. So I'm going to shout for joy. Why well, I'm shouting for joy? I'm glad that favor my righteous God. I'm, I'm, my righteous God, I'm serving. I'm serving his righteous cause. That's why I'm shouting for joy. All right. And then in doing that, let them continually, the Lord be magnified. Why? Because which have pleasure in the... Now look, it doesn't say here, he's not saying he has pleasure as a child. So we're not talking about a child-father relationship here. We're talking about servanthood, an employee. So we look at this as a natural. All right, you know, unless you have supernatural stuff like this brother and stuff. You know, yeah. You know, that's the supernatural, you know. You don't do nothing for months and stuff and, and call in all the time. And then you get promoted. You know that was supernatural. <laughs> Come on. That was God in there. But in the natural, if you do your due diligence on your job, you're never late. You're on time. You do your job. You go above and beyond. Then what? Your employer, look at this has pleasure 
in promoting you or the prosperity of his servant. So God takes pleasure in promoting his servants, his employees of the kingdom. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about being an employee of the kingdom. We're not talking about sonship now. That's a different concept. All right? He's, we're talking about being servants in the kingdom. See, I, I, I got my son and my daughter here, and they, they, are, they are servants in my kingdom. They work in the ministry. All right? So when they work in the ministry and they do things in the ministry, well, I don't have to ask twice or three times or four times. They just take the initiative and get stuff done. Well, I don't have to think about it. Then I take pleasure in prospering them on leadership recognition service. I'm excited to give that $100 gift card. Why is that? Because they have, I'm, I'm excited, I'm going to bless them as my, I'm not blessing them as my children. Because they're not my children in this setting. It's a different type of relationship when we get to the house, how they get blessed. We talk about the ministry set. We talk about, hey, they are my servants. Are y'all seeing that? They're my servant. So God take pleasure in blessing his servants. Nehemiah 8 and 10. Then he said unto them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. Prepare. Excuse me, for this day is holy unto our Lord, neither be ye sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So all that death, when you say go your way, eat the fat, that's prosperity. Those are blessings. So come on, let's, come on, this, let's not forget this, this is a kid, y'all. You know, when people bless you financially, you got joy. Yeah, you got joy. I've seen a lot of joy with my grandchildren around Christmas this year. They had a lot of joy. All right. And look, and, and their joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. What is it? What is it? The joy, because God has blessed me, that gives me strength to continue serving. The reason why folks ain't serving God because they ain't got no joy because God ain't blessing them. So what I want to, you know, what I want to serve God for? Hey, the church don't want to give me a nice salary. They only want to give me $25 a Sunday. I'm not talking about this church. <laughs> but they give, so that's why you see, that's why you see pastors are not serving God and laboring and being diligent to get a word from God to minister to you because they ain't got no joy. Because the church don't want to give them $25 a week and they got bills. So that, that ain't no joy of the Lord. They, they ain't got no strength. So then that's why they come up with sloppy, agape, greasy grace message. 
So when you know, so when little buddy, what he said, what he said, it, it, he did have some validity to it. You know, small giving, small preaching. Because if I get small giving, I ain't got no strength to get no big preaching. <laughs> All right. So it said that the joy of the Lord is your strength. I've got strength. Deuteronomy 15, 8. But thou shalt open thy hand wide unto him and shall surely lend him sufficiency for his needs in that which he wanteth. Ephesians 4, 28. Let him that stole steal no more. So if you stole something, don't steal no more. All right? But rather let him serve, labor. See, the reason why we got Christians, some Christians in the church are stealing the tithe because they're not laboring. Because they're not serving God. That's why they don't give God the tithe. Because he says here, let, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands, the things which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. So you are blessed to be a blessing. All right? Psalms 119. Deal bountifully with thy servant. Deal bountifully, abundantly with thy servant, that I may live and keep thy word. There. God said, I want to deal. This is this 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 is not talking about a child-father relationship. Don't get it twisted. This is about being servanthood, being an employee of the kingdom. He said, I will deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word or to and continue to serve. Because God has dealt bountifully with him. Recompense his servant. God will recompense his servant. God will recompense. He will bless his servant. Now, coming to church doesn't mean you're serving God. Just because you show up and you sit your little buttocks in the chair, you're not serving God. Coming to church is experience the power and the presence of God and the word of God, ready to receive from God, all right? That's not servanthood. That's relationship. That's, that's being, that is being an obedient child. But serving God is working, laboring in the ministry. Doing something, working with your hands in the ministry. Doing things, doing things in the kingdom of God that uh, no one don't have to ask, nobody don't have to beg, no one don't have to cut deals to get you to do something. You just see, oh man, 
the grass needs to be cut. I'm going to cut the grass. You ain't got to go through all the ministers to get an appointment with me to find ass. Can you cut the grass? You know what? You know what's going on when you're doing that. You 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 you're fronting. You're trying to be something that you really ain't. You ain't got you got you know you know unless you uh unless you want you you ask about you know where's lawnmower? You know you might not know where the lawnmower. So where where the lawnmower? All right, and you don't have to ask the ministers to get a point with me to ask me where the lawnmower. You say, Mister Thomas, where's the lawnmower? She probably had to ask him, but she. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's cool. That's cool. But you know, you go out there and cut the grass. That's servanthood. Remember, I used to give y'all my testimonies how I first started off in ministry. I remember God spoke to me. He said, You're a mighty man of God, a mighty teacher of the word. I'm gonna take you places, you're gonna teach the word and everything. Yes, yes, yes. Woo! I told my wife, she got excited. Yeah, you awesome. Yeah, you know, I'll be in my bedroom flexing in front of her and everything. Yeah, you tell me. And then the first thing, the Lord told me, you need to learn how to. He didn't, God, God didn't tell me, you need to learn how to pray. You, don't, you need to learn how to fast. He said, the first thing you need to do, son, is clean those toilets. Why? Sir. serve. That was my first encounter with God in ministry. Cleaning those dirty, nasty tops. But doing it with joy. And I'm telling you, y'all heard him tell you, those were times that I, you know, I wish I could go back to because those were times I used to hear some powerful Revelation from God. The things that I'm preaching now, I heard back then in cleaning those toilets. Serving. Serving. Not worshiping, not praying, but serving. And servanthood is serving and laboring and doing things for the kingdom, for the kingdom, where someone else don't want it. You can experience exponential blessing. The people who TBN work on my book, they told me they they said they can hardly wait till this book comes to print. They say, I, they say, it's a possible you could sell 500,000 copies. How did I get to that point? Cleaning those toilets. Cleaning those toilets. Taking that tidy book and getting in there. Cleaning. Great man of faith. Teacher of the word. Cleaning. And that's why, you know, sometimes, you know, I, you know, I thank God for the Jubilee systems they have. There. But then sometimes that's why I tell them, hey, hey, don't y'all worry about it. I'll take care because because that servanthood is in me. I know I know what God can do when you serve. I know what God can put on your life when you serve. 
I know the revelation knowledge that come forth just from sir. So that's why I tell them, don't worry about it. I'll clean the toilet because I got to hear from God. Some of my best hearing from God is cleaning the toilet. Back in the sanctuary. I hear from God. Why is that? Because that God will come to you and speak to you at the place of Most people want this big encounter with God. I want to speak to the nations, to the thousands. God said, no, I want to speak to you while you've got your face to the toilet. And not from a hangover, but because you're cleaning it. So he recompenses servanthood. Now listen to this. Servanthood is serving in your purpose. Servanthood is serving your purpose. Job 36 and 11. Are y'all getting anything out of this? This is the year for us, the year of servanthood. So if the Lord quicken your heart, you see something that needs to be done in the ministry, you ain't got to ask me. If God told you, why you got to ask me? If God said it to you, do what he said. Because servanthood is serving in your purpose. So here from God, you got to find out what your purpose. My purpose for ministry was cleaning toilets. Y'all get that next week. Uh, my purpose, my servanthood was cleaning toilets where the gunk and the poop of religion is. Because, you know, religious poop. So your servanthood, look at this, is serving in your purpose. Job 11, 36, 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in what? Now look at this. We see with the serving God, we see prosperities with it. Every scripture we cover, when we serving God, God is going to bless us. So it says, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. There is a difference in obey and serving. Obedience is based on my relationship as a child to my father. I'm obedient. Serving is a relationship as an employee to an employer. So, yeah, we start off, we obey. We, yeah, we got to obey our father in relationship. But then we take another step. Now I have to, the father that I obey, I have to serve. So God strategically teaches us this 
not only in the spiritual realm first, but he teaches in the natural. Because look what the scripture says. The first commandment with a promise is to what? Honor your father and your mother. What, what does that mean, honor father? I'm obedient to my father and my mother, and I serve them. So now we see why a lot of children not experience the prosperity of God because they're they not obeying and they definitely are your servant. <laughs> 2022 comeback. Now we're in 2023. This is the year of servanthood. So that's what he said. So when it comes to our father and mother, we, we obey them and then we serve them to experience the days of prosperity and their years in pleasure. So there's a difference between obedience and serving. So the question that I pose to you, how are you serving? Because I hopefully believe you're obeying. But we're talking in this context, how are you serving? The word serve in the Hebrew means, it's the Hebrew word, a bad. It means to work, serve, to labor, to work for another, to serve another by labor, to serve as subjects, to serve God, to serve with Levitical services. What does that mean? To make oneself a servant. <laughs> oh glory to God now you see why Paul said in the New Testament I, who did Paul say I am a bond servant to Christ I'm a servant so we need to have that mindset starting in the natural with our natural parents if I, you know you still have your natural parents you know I'm obedient see this is what the world has tripped us up the world has taught us to be disobedient to our children, to our, to our parents, and not serve them because we're grown. Then we, then we can't understand why our lives is the way they are, do not have meaningful marital relationship, on drugs, uh, have promiscuous sex, all kind of have mental issues because we're violating the law, the word. Because we've been taught, we didn't learn this stuff in the churches. We, the things we learned about God came from the world. And who's the father of the world? Satan. So everything that Satan taught us from the world about God, it was all lies. So now we wonder, why is my life the way it is? Because you didn't obey and you didn't serve. And if you can't obey and serve your natural parents who you can see, daddy and mama, then you're not going to obey and serve God who you can't see. Is somebody here tonight or everybody <laughs> went home? All right. So now, hey, I'll give you a way out. If you disobey your parents, didn't serve, you can repent. 
You can repent, ask God for forgiveness out of your stupidity and your ignorance and your rebellion. And then after you do that, then ask God, Lord, show me who to obey and who to serve. Because you can get that blessing. Oh, yeah, 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 you can get it. Who to obey and who to serve. So to serve with Levitical servants to make oneself a servant. Divine supply. Now listen to this. Divine supply, supernatural supply, which comes from, which comes from God, is connected to divine service. To get a divine supply is connected to divine service. God has innumerable ways to supply you. Our prosperity is divinely connected to your purpose. And once you find what your purpose is, you start serving your purpose. So serving in our purpose, now listen to this, child of God, serving in your purpose, you are programmed with your own DNA divine purpose. You're programmed with your own DNA divine purpose. So so now, so to work as an employee of the kingdom, you got to find out what is my divine purpose. What have I been called to do? And once I find out what I have been called to do, that's where I start serving. So I know my divine purpose from God was to teach God's word to his people. I understood that. I found that out 30 some years ago. I found out my divine. So what did I do after I found my divine purpose? I start serving. I didn't wait till Saturday night to try to get a message for Sunday morning. I served the word every day. Reading the word. Studying the word. Listening to the word. Listening to other teachers on the, who taught the word. Listening to preaching. Studying the word. Writing down notes. What, what, what's going on when you do all that? You, you're serving. Because your, your prosperity is connected to your service. So if you say God called you to preach, teach, or whatever, and you ain't serving to that divine purpose, maybe he didn't call you. Because there's a prosperity that would come that's connected to your divine service. Am I hearing me? This is year of servanthood. So you are, you and I are programmed with divine DNA purpose. Luke chapter four, verses forty to thirty. Now, when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with divers diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them. And healed them. 
Hey, it's 2023. All right. Okay. And 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 devils also came out of many, crying out and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of God. He in rebuking them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desert place. And the people sought him and came unto him and stayed him that he should not depart from them. And he said unto them, now look at this. Jesus tapped into his divine purpose. I must preach the kingdom of God to, to city, to other cities also, for therefore am I sent. So here we see Jesus found his divine purpose. So that's why he said, I must preach. I must serve what God has called me to do. I must, I must preach. I must serve. He says, but therefore am I sent. Now remember, whenever you find your divine purpose, you start serving it. And God is going to do what? He's going to bless you. Now let's look at Luke 8, verse 1 to 3. And it came to pass afterward that he went through out every city and village preaching and showing. So he's what? He's serving. He's laboring. He's working. Preaching and teaching. What I do here twice a week is labor. It's work. All right, it's work before I get up here. Really, really, this is really the easy part. <laughs> yeah. All right, because that's when you got to deal with the flesh, because, you know, the flesh, it's cold. Raining. You can, you can study another time. No, I serve my purpose. Because my prosperity is connected to my servanthood. God blesses me through my servanthood. Now, look at this. It came to pass after that he went throughout every city, village, preaching, showing the glad tidings. Uh-oh. A rainy peace of the kingdom of God. And the 12 were with him. Go on. And certain women. Look, it didn't say, and women. Certain women, only those who understand divine purpose and they are serving can identify others who know their divine purpose and they are serving. Lazy folks cannot identify with serving people. Understand this. A lazy person cannot, let me put that, let me put it this way. A non-working person don't want to hang out with a working person. So it says a certain women which had, excuse me, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities Mary Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, 
<clears throat> Go ahead. And Joanna, the wife of Sherzar Herod, stood. And Sister Susanna, I like, I like Joanna and Susanna. And Mary Magdalene, who Jesus cast out seven devils. Look what, look what these certain women did. These certain women understood divine purpose and serving. And many others which minister unto him, him being who? Jesus, of their substance. What's going on here? Jesus found his purpose was to preach. They told Jesus, Jesus, you preach, we pay. Prosperity only going to follow an individual who knows their purpose. So when you know your purpose, and how do you know when you know your purpose? You start serving it. And once you serve it, God going to pay for it. Oh, y'all don't hear God. God going to pay for it. You ain't got to worry about paying for it. God going to pay for it. When it came to this ministry, Stella and I didn't have to worry about paying for this ministry. Well, we knew our purpose. We just served. So when we got here, we served. God paid for everything. Y'all know it. He paid for everything. We didn't have all these. We had very little folks here. And God paid. He took care of the debt that was on this property. He took care of the ramp. He took it. God paid. We had. We just served. We understand our purpose. We served our purpose. So once you understand your purpose and you start serving it, you start laboring toward God's gonna pay for it. You ain't gotta pay for nothing. You understand your purpose. You start serving, it. and the Lord comes to you and He says, "Hey, hey, I want you." Uh, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Whatever. If God's coming to you and telling you he wants you to do something, the reason why God is coming to you and telling you certain things, because he has noticed you that you are serving. So some people, you know, some people, so when you hear people give testimony, God came to me and told me to do this, and I did, and God took care of it. Then other people say, ah, oh, they they lying. They they ain't doing that. Why, why do they say that? Because God ain't coming to them because they ain't doing nothing. They ain't serving. You only gonna experience the, the payment of God when you're serving. Oh, y'all, oh, this is. This is how, that's why God, if you're serving, that's why the Holy Spirit is telling you stuff. He's telling, I want you to do this. I want you to start this business. I want to, and you don't need to freak out and say, now, nah, how am I going to get the money? No, if you're serving and he's telling you, he's going to pay for it. You ain't got to pay for nothing. Nicole, don't you understand that? Ah, I, I ain't paying nothing for Berea. 
But her grandma taught her, what did your grandma teach you? Servanthood. And she got a hold of it. And the Lord gave a prophecy two years in our service. What did the Lord say? He said, you ain't got to worry about college. I, see what he said? I will pay for it. I don't believe all that. We, we, you're right. Yeah, of course you don't believe it. Why? Because you ain't serving. This is only for servanthood. Her grandmother taught her about serving. Serving when you don't want to serve. Serving when you don't feel like serving. Serving when you think, why, why I got to do it? And you get the under-revelation of servanthood. Oh, yeah, I want to serve because God paid for my college at Berea. I ain't got to pay for nothing. I own no man nothing but the love of So, yeah, I serve. Yeah, I serve because I know what God, God, God pay your stuff. He'll put favor. Can, can, have y'all seen this? In this? So we've been in this ministry. Everything that God has paid for and blessed. How did God do all that? By me coming over here, locking away for 12 hours, seeking him. What is that? Serving. I could have been at home with my wife by going on a fast for 30 days. That's serving. Studying the word. I, hey, that, that's serving. That's laboring. Because I understand my purpose. And I serve my paper, purpose. And once I did that, once God see I got ready, then God, he'll pay for it. So the thing is not go after the money. Go after your purpose. And once you find your purpose, then you serve your purpose. And the money comes to you. God pay for stuff. Let me wrap this up. Y'all look like a... My God. Uh, John 13. Now, let me deal with this just a little briefly, and then we're going to wrap it up for tonight. Y'all okay? Oh, we're time. We in a new year. We're excited. This is a year of servanthood. We have to learn there's a difference between when you serve the devil. Some of y'all good at serving the devil. Because why? Why do you say that, Pastor? Because the devil will give you prosperity. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He'll give you a blessing. What do you think is a blessing? But we're going to learn the Yeah, we're going to learn the difference between when we serve the devil, he gives us prosperity, and when God gives us, when we serve God, he gives us prosperity. John 13, 25 to 27. He then lying on Jesus' breast. This is talking about John. John wasn't no homosexual. He was John the beloved. He just, he's. He just loved Jesus. That's what, that's what men was men back then. He then lied on Jesus' bread, said unto him, Lord, who is it 
Jesus answers what, what John was asking, who's going to betray him? Okay. All right. Jesus answered, it is, it, it is to whom I shall give a sup when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sup, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the, after the sup, as he dipped his food into the, the soup, whatever, look at this. After the sup, Satan entered into him. So now Satan has entered into Judas Iscariot. Once Satan entered into him, Judas did what? He started serving him. Now that's what you and I will do when we got born again. Once God entered into us, we should have started serving him. But now look at this. After the sub Satan entered into him, then said Jesus unto him, said, Jesus said it to Judas, that thou doest, do it quickly. What did he say? You're getting ready to serve the devil. What you're going to do in serving the devil, do it quickly. Now look at this. Go ahead. Is that it? Okay. Uh, yeah, Luke 4 and 8. So Jesus told Judas, he said, Satan enter into him. He's getting ready to serve the devil, which he did. He went and told the Pharisees and Sadducees where Jesus was at to betray him. Now, when you serve the devil, he gives you prosperity. Because when, Jesus went, when Judas went and served the devil and betraying Jesus, what did the Pharisees and Sadducees do for Judas? They gave him 30 pieces of silver. So the devil can reward you too when you serve him. All right, but you got to know the difference. Because when you serve Satan, you would get prosperity. He got 30 pieces of silver. But now, keep in focus. When we serve God, God will give us prosperity. Prosperity will come to us, but the prosperity we will receive is to bless somebody else. That's the difference. Because when you serve the devil, the devil will give you prosperity. The devil will give you certain things. Why is that? Because the heart of Satan is to steal, kill, and destroy. So when you serve the devil, he'll give you certain things, but then he's going to come right back around, steal it, kill it, and destroy it. So you serve the devil and being disobedient to your parents. And he gave you prosperity. You was free. That's your prosperity. You, you no longer under your parents' authority. You're free. All right? He gave you prosperity. And once the devil, because you didn't understand serving God, when God blesses you, prosperity, that's to bless somebody else. And the 
the blessing just continued, perpetually continued going on. But you didn't understand that. You didn't, nobody never told you about servanthood. All right, so the, the servanthood, you served the devil. The devil had you rebel against your parents, cuss them out, nasty to them. I'm like brown and all that. And the devil said, hey, I'm giving you prosperity. Now you're free. I'm free. I'm no longer under my parents' authority. I'm free. I'm on my own. And then the devil comes back. And that freedom you thought you had from God, he comes back now to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to use your freedom to steal from you, kill from you, and destroy from you. That's the negative side of servanthood to the devil. So that's why we don't want to serve the devil. Because you think you, you, you think you blessed. And I used to tell my kids all the time, hey, y'all don't want to serve the devil because he's going to want his payback. He's going to come back. He's going to steal that stick. He's going to steal that freedom from you to kill it, destroy it. But when you serve God, God blesses you. And the blessings that you get from God is to bless somebody else. Somebody ought to shout on that one. Jesus answered and said unto him, Here is Satan, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. And he said, You're supposed to worship God. And him only shall thou serve. But there's this difference between worship and serving God. We come in here, we worship God. When you worshiping God, you're not serving God. You're worshiping God. But when you go downstairs and clean the women's bathroom toilet, now you're serving. Are y'all saying this? When you go down there and clean the toilet, now you're serving. Now your prosperity is coming. Cleaning the toilet, my blessings are on the way. <laughs> but not, not, not in worship. Let me, let me. I gotta wrap this up. Y'all, y'all messing around with me and stuff. All right, Philippians two. <laughs> Uh, Y'all getting anything out of this? Philippians 2, 5, 11. Let this mind be in you, which also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, talking about Jesus, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a what? Of a servant. So, what do you think you all at? Jesus, who's equal to God, he, he, he didn't think it was robbery with God to take a phone and say, he, he didn't think he was less God because he became a servant. Just, you, you, you shouldn't think because you served that you less than somebody else. No, you understand the power of servanthood. I'm getting my blessing. I'm still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm still a child of God, but we're talking about kingdom and business, kingdom employment. 
and I know to get what the owner has for me, I got to serve. <laughs> oh, look at this. And took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Go on. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. That's what servanthood is going to do. You got to humble yourself. And became obedient to death, even the death of the cross, wherefore God also had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. And that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Isaiah 61, 4 to 6. And they shall build the old ways. Now, understand this servanthood that I'm servant unto God. He blesses me to be a blessing. Now, this is how, this is what we will expect to do when we understand this servanthood anointing. They shall build the old wastes. They shall raise up the former desolation. They shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. The strangers shall stand and feed your flock. The sons of the aliens shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our God. And ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall ye boast. Okay, what are the three areas that we're going to build up? We're going to rebuild teams. We're going to raise up teams. And we're going to repair teams. I'll say it again. We're going to re rebuild teams, teams in the ministry, teams in the neighborhood, teams in the family. We're going to rebuild because we understand servanthood. And God, we understand that we humble ourselves. We don't think it's robbery to serve because we know who we are in Christ Jesus. And we know that God will bless us exponentially with blessing to be a blessing. So in this blessing of servanthood anointing, I'm going to rebuild teams. I'm going to raise up teams, and I'm going to repair teams. Oh, hallelujah. Last scripture, and then I'll close. Romans 12 and 1 through 8. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Service. Servanthood. So in doing this, uh, presenting your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, that's your reasonable service as a servant. This is the least you should do what Christ has done for you. Okay, go on. Be not conformed to this world, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Continue. For I say through the grace given unto me that every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Continue. 
For as we have many members in one body, all members have not the same office. So we being many are one body in Christ and every one member one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the pro proportion of faith, go on, or ministry, let us wait on our ministry, or he that teaches on teaching, okay, when he said uh, checking out your, your purpose, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. So all those things, he's, that's finding out your purpose. Okay, you're finding out your purpose to what to serve. But I want to give you some natural, real quick, three areas of servanthood, a natural that we can understand that we need to serve. We have our faculties, we have our talents, and we have our qualities. These are three areas that we need to serve. Our faculties, our talents, and our qualities. Our faculties, inherent mental or physical power, natural aptitude. Your, your, your mental capacity, your, your natural aptitude, how you can understand that. We, we need to use that to serve for the kingdom. Don't take all your technology knowledge that you have and just give it to the world. You need to serve that in the kingdom. Don't take all the, all the technology. Don't, don't, don't be a young person who know all this technology and you want to withhold it against us older people. You're not serving. If you identify there's a certain group of older people who don't understand it, in servanthood, laboring, working, let me show you how. Let me dig her. Let me show you how to do this. Whatever. Oh no! Like oh, you don't know. You you oh you oh you oh oh you oh. What are you doing? You ain't serving. Next one is talent, special, often athletic, creative, or artistic aptitude, general intelligence, or mental power, your talent. Don't, don't prostitute all your talents to the world. Bring it and serve God with your talents. Why give it to the world? Well, the reason why a lot of Christians give it to the world, because what? The world gives you prosperity. But remember. That's from the devil. The devil, he'll give you prosperity. But he's going to come back and steal, kill, and destroy. Ask Whitney Houston. She prostituted her gift. Instead of serving for the kingdom, she served it for the world. And she got prosperity. She got prosperity. But look what the devil did. He came right back. Oh, you you want to serve? We can, you got to realize. Christians don't, especially especially us, us, you know, you know, you know, you, you, you tell us that's the devil. That ain't the devil. 
what is it about us? We tell, I mean, Beyonce just come out and tell you, this is the devil. That's not the devil. Really? And when you serve the devil, he is going to prosper you. But then he's coming back to steal, kill, and destroy. Do you believe it? But when you serve God, he will prosper you. But he wants your prosperity for you to bless somebody else. So it says serve our talents. And then last, our qualities. Peculiar and essential character. Distinguishing attributes. You can speak well. You can pay the piano and all that. Serve it. Don't go to the world. Don't serve it to the world. Okay, yeah, you're going to get blessed. But the devil going to come back and steal it, kill it, and destroy it. And then, and then, then, then you know, people, these Christians who, who sell their or serve their gifts and talents to the world, and then they wonder why they're having all this stuff. It's like, really? Why, why I got drug addiction? Why I got broken relationships? Why I got this? Because, yeah, the devil gave it to you, but, hey, he did Jesus. He tempted Jesus. He said, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. He just bowed down. He said, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Jesus said, oh, I can't say that. But... Jesus, Jesus said, no. <laughs> that was your worship. That but now, look how Jesus, Jesus did it his father's way. He served. And how did he serve? He went to the cross. Jesus going to the cross by serving going to the cross is like serving washing the dirty toilet. But when he went to the cross, now Jesus has all the kingdoms now. Whosoever will come to my kingdom. To be a blessing, not to steal, kill, and destroy. So we need to serve those things. Okay, let's go over our 10 servanthood anointing promises for 2023. 2023, servanthood anointing promises. We need you need to speak this out, declare this. Number one. Say it out loud. Servanthood to God. Number two, servanthood to my family. Number three, servanthood to my finances. Number four, servanthood to my ministry. Number five, servanthood to my health. Number six, servanthood to the word. Number seven, servanthood, servanthood to my mind. 
Number eight, servanthood to my mouth. Number nine, servanthood to my prayer life. And number 10, servanthood to people. So this is 2023, the year of servanthood. And what is the main objective here? Be the best that God has called you to be in serving. So that's what we're going to be doing in 2020. We're going to be doing a lot of serving. But you need to understand when you do, when we do this serving, we're going to see some prosperity. Blessed to be a blessing. How are we blessed to be a blessing? Through serving here. Just serving. Just serving. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Stella may serve God to be in the kingdom. She was blessed to be a blessing. Look, if we look at it through the eyes of faith and the spirit of God, we were all blessed this year by her transition. She experienced the blessing and the prosperity of God to be a blessing to us. Which, which energized this church to do what? To continue on serving. Right before us. To continue on for us, to continue on serving, to be about our Father's business. But she served God. And God blessed her. And the question came to her. Do you want to believe me for your healing? Or do you want to believe me to come be with you? She chose to be with him. And we know we, we shouldn't condemn him because we don't know what we would do in that situation. I mean, how would you know? You hooked up to a machine, get stuck all day, lost all 10 of your toes, and, you, and God comes and says, you want to be with me, son? <laughs> or you want to stay and make Vivian's life miserable. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> hey, we don't know what, what we may say. <laughs> and I believe, and, and knowing my white heart, she probably looked, man, this is going to put more burden on my heart, my husband for the ministry. Because he has to take it. Hey, I'd rather go. I'd rather him take this short-lived loss Go and be with Jesus, then be a long-term burden. But you think about it, hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to write books, and I, I'll be taking care of her almost twenty-four-seven when her loss of child. And I, and I know, I know, I know my wife's heart. She looked at me, Lord, I'd rather go be with you. 
But look how we was blessed. We were blessed. We were blessed. God prospered her and she blessed us with her transition. Like I said, it, it energized us to continue to serve God. Because we know servanthood is the key to the blessing. It's the key to the blessing. And she served. And serving means to serve when it becomes an inconvenience. I know, I, I know, I know she she really didn't want to just, just leave us like that, but she didn't want to become an inconvenience. She didn't want to become a burden. I know my wife's heart. <laughs> I'd rather go home, be with God, and my husband continue on with the ministry instead of being here, being a burden. Because she knew that I would serve her. <laughs> she knew that. She knew I would I would take care. She knew. She already knew. But she looked at the bigger picture. My husband needs to do what God has called him to do. He still got more to do. And that's servanthood. That's servanthood. So the powerful revelation that we received in 2022 was hmm, the manifestation of faith being demonstrated before eyes. And transitioning to God with God, which is performed in the power of serving. This is how God gave me this word in October of serving him. She served me. Serving him. And now I am experiencing the blessings of her serving me. See, that's how we gotta look at things now. We can't look at it like the world. <laughs> you know. Yeah. We gotta see God in it. Yeah, I see you, Lord. I see what you mean. Oh yeah. Like BJ and I always say, we say all that. Oh yeah, it sucks. In a natural, it sucks. But it's to the glory of God. It's to the glory of God. It's to his glory. Of servanthood. And this first book I'm coming out with is, is Servanthood Leadership. And in my dedication to her in this book, I put, at the end I said she was a great example of a servant leader. She served God. She served me and she served the children. She served the ministry. She served her neighbors. She was a servant. And what great pleasure to have that dedication in my first book to the great 
illustration of the soul. Look how God is still blessing her. Out of her soul. She's going to be in the Library of Congress of the United States. You're right. Look at the, the blessings of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord make it rich. He had no sorrow to it. So that's the word that the Lord has for us in this ministry, the year of servanthood. And as time goes on throughout this year, we're going to get more revelation, more understanding of, of servanthood and walking in it by faith. And we're just going to see just awesome blessings of God, not only in his ministry, but also in your personal life. When, when the Holy Spirit comes to you and tells you, serve. Don't override that. Yield to it. Say, show me where I need to serve. Serve. Don't try to think about it. Don't try to figure out. Just say, yes, Lord, show me where I need to. Show me what I need to do. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. That's serving Whatever he tells you to do. But there's a blessing that follows serving him. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. So, Father, we go into 2023 as servants of you. To keep Continue to keep our minds sound. Continue to help us to keep our hearts right. Protect us with divine health, divine revelation, to walk in the things of you, Lord, the peace of God, the grace of God, the hunger of God. As we in this new year, new beginning. We forget about the old year, the good and the bad of the old year, but we have a fresh new beginning in this year. And Father, our fresh new beginning is now servanthood. We are here to serve you. We are here to serve our spouses. We are here to serve our children. We are here to serve our parents. We are here to serve the ministry, the work in the ministry. We are here to serve our neighborhood. We are here to serve our friends. Whoever or whatever you want us to do or to serve, Lord, our hearts, we have a servanthood heart. We are willing. We don't think it's robbery for us to be formed in the fashion of a servant. We bond service with Christ Jesus. So Father, we're here to serve. We are here to serve. Show us the many areas 
where we can serve. We just want to serve, 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 serve. We just want to serve, Lord. Just, just show us areas for us to serve. We know, Lord, that when we serve, you pay. <laughs> yeah, we serve and you pay. We don't have to struggle, stress, or strain about anything. But we're going to serve. We're going to serve you, Lord. So, Father, I pronounce the blessing the secureness, the awareness, the sensitivity of the Spirit of God in this new year, Lord. On each and every person that is part of this ministry, on our ministry, in their personal life, I pronounce the blessings of God, the healing power of God, the deliverance power of God, the prosperity power of God, the gifts of God, the ministry of God, the righteousness of God, the favor of God, the grace of God, all over your people. All over your people, Lord. All over your servants. Because you take pleasure in our prosperity. So we're your servants, Lord. Use us mightily, and we have a heart to serve. We have a heart to serve. From the oldest to the youngest. Hmm. Thanks for listening to Faith in the Word podcast. If the Word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free. Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly at CecilHolloway at Yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed.